0: Hello and welcome to episode 67 of the Critical Twits Gaming Podcast. Today we venture back to the worlds of Malifaux and we look at Henchman hardcore. <music> Hello, I'm Brian Ennis.
1: And I'm Joe Lewin.
0: And today we are venturing back to Malifaux uh, for our monthly Malifaux feature here at The Critical Twits. What are we going to be looking at today, Joe?
1: Uh, We're looking at Henchman Hardcore, which is a variant set of rules to play play even smaller skirmish games um, to speed up your gameplay if you haven't got time for a full Thirty-five or fifty Stolstone games.
0: Yeah, those of you who have been uh, have been following us for a while may have noticed we've been a little bit erratic the last uh, the last few weeks, because life is hard and things get in the way. Um, so actually, Henchman Hardcore was a, a nice way of us getting some games of Malifaux in uh, without having to sort of dedicate a full day or several days to playing multiple games.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, it's been pretty good. Um we've also been using it to introduce a newer player.
0: Yeah, that's the other the other thing that it's good for, um which we'll probably talk about more in a bit in a second, but yeah, you don't need as much um and it allows you to sort of break into into the game a little bit easier. And we're all about getting new people involved here at the uh, here at the Critical Twits. So, yeah, so if you're looking for a way of speeding up your Malifaux game nights or maybe squeezing in a cheeky game of Malifaux when you haven't got much time or you're looking for something that can be maybe a little bit competitive, but not so much so that it's going to put off new players uh henchman hardcore might be for you we'll give you our verdict uh, at the end once we've uh, once we've discussed it um so joe do you want to take us through how henchman hardcore differs to a normal game of malifaux yes henchman hardcore is different from
1: standard malifaux in the following ways <laughs> um no i'm not just going to read the pdf
0: um which is available well, it's available for free uh, it is just a search for uh Madoff henchman hardcore, uh, or just henchman hardcore. We'll ping it up. There's uh, on Google. Other search yeah. engines are available.
1: Yeah, it's quite easy to find the uh, link. I wouldn't suggest using other search engines; they're not as good.
0: I know. Um, I know.
1: But as far as henchman hardcore goes, we've got. Um, you don't use a master. You just you are led by a henchman.
0: <gasps> Is that something to do with uh, the name? No, I think it's coincidence. Oh, to be yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's more likely to be a coincidence. Of, of course. It's a bit weird. Right? Yeah. but um... <laughs> I heard you pronounce the Y. Well yes. done. So,
1: the game's limited to 20 soulstones, which is uh, a nice reduction. Uh, as with a master, you don't pay for your henchmen, and you do get their cash of soulstones. Uh, but you are limited by that. You can't use unspent soulstones
0: to increase your cash. Yeah, so if you don't spend all your soulstones, they just dissolve like tears in the rain
1: yes other other things as well mm. um the crew must contain four models so you can't have like a i don't think they exist but you couldn't have a single 20 point model and be like ha fuck you guys i'm using this thing yeah uh you have to have a, a certain spread yeah which does limit your um pulled a little bit you can still get a 12 point model in there but you're gonna to have to take two four points and no upgrades yeah yeah so
0: yeah maybe some of the quite, real, quite nice way. yeah some of the really big nasty stuff might not make it into a game of henchmen hardcore but that's not necessarily a bad thing
1: no it also keeps some of the more complicated models out as well which is probably quite good yeah uh you are allowed your upgrades as per usual um they, that just follows the standard rules,
0: yeah, and you're not limited just to the one henchman that you that is your leader. You could buy in another henchman or some enforcers to give upgrades as well yes
1: um you are not allowed to summon you are allowed to include models that do summon, but any abilities, actions, or triggers that summon models are blank, yes which even if they've got a different thing they do as well and then summon no none of that
0: yes yeah so um i think that's a good idea because yes, very much so um it may may kick the rezzers slightly and they have most of their summonings through i'm trying to think of non-masters that summon i
1: i would have instantly taken the amazing horse of
0: awesomeness ah um, yes yes because your, because it ma- summons. your crazy horse of doom
1: yeah the the mech rider yes you can't you well i can use the mech rider but it loses out on that summon ability so it doesn't it's not really worth 12 points anymore
0: no no but part of the part that the thing is that we are aiming for a game that is quicker and summoning a load of models will slow that down um and probably the the i found that summoning is more of a problem in lower point games definitely because you're getting stuff for free um so as a percentage, if you're playing a 50 Soulstone game and they summon in a 5, 6, 7, 8 Soulstone model, it's not a huge percentage. But when you're playing 20, if they were to do that, that would be enormous. It would. So, yeah,
1: I, I think it's a good rule. Yeah. Um. It does mean certain people aren't useful. Um. For example, there is zero point... I say zero point. Uh, Miranda loses a lot of her ability some of the stuff that makes her good because you can't sacrifice her and bring in something else oh
0: yes yeah so but you know we, we can we can work around that
1: yeah punishing the arcanist isn't the worst thing to do either
0: um, no they are they are very bad in yes a, in na- a, naughty arcanist. in a public safety kind of way <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, there is only one scheme and one strategy used yes you always play turf war yep out of the core rulebook. And you also play assassinate. Out of the core rulebook as well. Yes.
0: Now the um, the turf war is slightly different. Because it's actually hardcore turf war. Because you can score victory points on the first turn. Yes. Which is really good. Because you actually start with close deployment. So you're only starting 12 inches away from your opponent. So you're fighting over that, um, that 6 inch radius in the middle of the board that circle
1: yeah but it's a six inch diameter not six inch radius i think no it isn't no it's not
0: it is a it is a radius
1: it is a radius yeah yeah so so yeah you're you're the moment you're at your deployment zone
0: you're straight in on the potentially uh,
1: if you're in the in the middle yes actually
0: only starting six inches away from the center of the board so the moment that you move forward you can be in theory straight in on the objective
1: yeah and that, and that leads to the very quick fast paced games that this is designed for. Yes. Yeah. Um so I mean a, a normal 35 or 50 soulstone game for us normally takes us about 4 days. <laughs> um it, it takes us what
0: 3 hours maybe. Yeah, we, full game When we were, were able to play every we had a a month where we were playing almost every week and yeah, we we, did. we got down to about just over that tournament time of two hours. Um, But I do find Malifaux, because of its complexity, so if I don't pick it up very often, um, and we're sort of playing once a month at the moment, um, it does take a little bit of time to get back into. So yeah, sort of three or four hours for a 50 Soulstone game. And I enjoy that, and I don't begrudge it the time. Oh no, not at all, but these are designed for 30-minute games. Yeah, the tournament time for this is 30 minutes so um not long at all we, we would we would suck yes at, yeah at this. Um, um i think it's worth just saying that um this was the uh the brainchild of the uk malifaux scene um
1: woo we'll go uk yes as someone we're using all profits from it
0: to fund the brexit uh, yes yeah um and we will need your money uh because <laughs> we will have nothing left but bunting and tears
1: possibly a small fire
0: small fire we won't be able to afford anything more than a bit than a small fire no no sad just thinking about our sad future where malifaux models will cost even more uh, yeah not so good is it?
1: it it's not no
0: anyway let's pretend that that this isn't happening and get back to uh the fun of playing games expensive expensive games. yes <laughs> this is really bad because i thought before i was spending too much money on malifaux now i look back at the past exchange rates and how much things cost and went no you should have bought everything before the prices went up yeah sadly Uh, which is nothing to do with weird it's just to do with our poor governance (laughs) pretty much um if you disagree with our view on brexit we don't care don't contact us Uh, (laughs) (laughs) oh terrible um, cool. Uh, so here in the Critical uh, Twits Echo Chamber, um, there is uh, we did find. I think you found earlier a variation as well that could be played.
1: Um, yeah, I've had I've seen people suggesting that it. You also include a rule that you can't double up on models. So you can't include two of the same thing. So you can't include two rail workers. Two Metal Garmin um, and other Arcanist things, because that's what I play. Yes,
0: yeah. Well, just two of any model, really. Yeah, well, yes. Um, which would have ruined my list.
1: And my f- good one. Yes.
0: <laughs> and and the, the more annoying one that one of our friends played that we'll come to um, in a second. Um, so, yeah, so although the rules are, are fairly restrictive, it is... It's fairly simple, isn't it, to to build your crew? Yeah, a bit of
1: simple maths and figuring out what you want to do. There's a lot of um, variation in what you can run as well.
0: Yes, yeah, you're not. There's pretty much most of the game models in the game are available to you. We said some yeah. of those higher point ones might be really difficult to squeeze in. Um, but you can do it. But yeah, you could you could do it. But you also probably want some points for upgrades especially as assassinate is in there you probably want to tool your henchmen up if they're not inherently survivable on their own because they're the big target yeah definitely Uh, i also found models that could push or move models about so to clear that center of the board um, were quite useful as well as did i yeah but you could (laughs) you could take all sorts of of different things and, uh, and give it a go um joe then um what was the first list that you took when we were experimenting with um, with Henchman Hardcore? and I thought we'd we'd talk the talk our listeners through the different different crews, how they worked, how other people felt playing them. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so
1: the first thing I was I was looking at a bunch of different stuff, and I I wanted to play some. Um, I wanted to play some Rasputina based th- things.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know you've, you've I really... played a little bit of Rasputina little uh, but you um, have I
1: did realize that I hadn't put any of the stuff I wanted to use together yet ah right yeah so that got in the way
0: yeah just make I it was trickier little
1: so I was humming and ahhing about what to play and in the end I just thought Do you know what I'm just going to play the Ironsides box yes so I took the captain and three oxfordian mages <laughs> now I, I the new upgrade
0: uh, yeah, I have a, a long a and long bitter past with these Oxfordian mages. Um, we have history. We've got beef going back um, because I, I think yeah. they're really, really, really good. As, as do I. I really um, like them. But Weird recently decided that they weren't good enough and beefed them up with those free upgrades that you, uh, did. you just mentioned.
1: Which made this list even better. Yes. Um, so the captain isn't massively survivable. On his own. No, no uh, I, but...
0: I think he's u- university seen as being a bit meh.
1: Yeah, but, you know, if you give him the Oxford, the uh, warded runes, I think it is, um, defensive runes, something like that, his upgrade, that, well, the Arcanist upgrade that allows him to gain a bonus for the Oxfordian mages that are in line of sight, um, to be immune to conditions, and get... A, Positive flips to defense, I believe, against the enemy master or uh, the enemy leader, and regenerate. I think um, it's it's horrible.
0: Yeah, you had all of the synergy in the world because the the Oxfordian mages get bonus tomes to their triggers, don't they? With there's other academics nearby, they do, um, and you you had them all sort of bunched together. Because, yep. I mean, the nature of uh, Henchmen Hardcore is that they get bunched together. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. How did, how did they play then, this uh, this elite fighting force? Well, um,
1: I waited for one of your things to move close-ish. Yes, yeah. Um, and then I used one of my mages to shoot it getting all the triggers to uh, uh, move you closer. Yeah. So another mage could shoot it. Um, I think it was dead by that point. Um, The captain pushed a mage off to the side a little bit so he could then shoot some more things. And it pretty much just destroyed everything you ran, I think, really quickly.
0: Yes. Yeah, pretty much. I don't think I've ever played a game of Malifaux so quick. Um... Or, or so so decisively violent um yeah it was it was it was very very difficult uh to actually be able to do anything against you um, i did manage to uh, get a few shots um uh, cause a little bit of damage
1: um and but then with with the upgrades now i could discard the upgrade to stop two damage and if it hasn't activated it ignores the damage and it kind of just went no Yes, yeah. You need to be getting a couple of big hits in to kill an Ox 40 of Mage.
0: Yeah. Um, That's just quite hard to do. Yes, yeah. And I didn't have, um in my particular list, access to blasts, which would have really helped with your, your bunching together. They would have spread out more should, should there have been yeah. blasts. But they still need to be close-ish, so I could be getting a couple of them with a couple blasts, and it would have... Would have made things slightly easier, uh but still very yeah. difficult. Um yeah, so that was really, really nasty. Uh, but we managed to come in within that half an hour tournament limit with our game. Uh mostly because I died. Now I did a little bit um like you. I, I picked a couple models from a, a box set but then I added in some, some other bits. Um we recently had a chat with the Red Jokers malifaux podcast um and in their next in their next episode um you'll be able to hear us talking all about some of our favorite models uh talking all about uh, what would happen to us if we were to go to malifaux and go through the breach all sorts of fun things really looking forward to it and had a great time and
1: some other things and well that and other things that may not be in there because there were technical difficulties oh yeah
0: there there may be there may be a little thing but there was we we talked for like three hours so and it was all good so it'll be fine um so one of the um one of the things that was mentioned on there as being a really great model was the convict gunslinger. Uh with uh many, many shots, um positive flips to uh to shooting, um, and a little bit of uh, a little bit of toughness. And I bought those. They were one of the first sets of models I actually painted for Malafoe that I was happy with and didn't immediately paint straight back over. Um so it was a nice excuse to dig those out. Um, I chucked a Ronin in with them because, again, I like the models uh, more than anything. And I took Taylor, who, again, is a model that I really, really like and I don't get to use very often because I think she's a little bit pricey at 10 soulstones. What do you think?
1: Uh,
0: A a little. I mean, she hits hard. She does hit very, very hard. Um, Her sort Um... of signature ability works against things that are summoned. Um, so she wasn't maybe at her most effective in henchman hardcore. Um, No. But she does have, uh, when she attacks with her her relic hammer, she can uh, use a 2 AP action, which she can still use on a charge because she's got a bionic arm, um, which does a sort of pulse and knocks enemy models backwards and does damage. And my plan was to try to push enemies away from the objective and hopefully they were bunching up and I could do a lot of damage by using that by using that ability um, which didn't work particularly well against you to be honest Joe
1: no but then my stuff kind of threw was throwing yours all over the board and uh,
0: yeah it was very really big a bit me yeah it was very difficult to, uh, to to get in but it wasn't uh, it wasn't the end of the world because it only took half an hour if I'd have played a full three-hour game of 50 Soulstone stone that went that way I'd have maybe been a bit more cranky, but as it was, it was, it was over. We flipped some cards. We had some fun Um, and it was all right. It was all right. Um, One of the things that one of our our friends, friend of podcast, Rob, you can hear him in our very first ever Malifaux review um, chatting away with us. Um, He was there and he was playing what I thought was really, really, a really, really horrible list. (laughs) What did you make of his, uh, his list, Joe? It was very, very good at denial.
1: Yes. Um, uh, I don't know. The thing that got I think. Oh, sorry. I think it's a little bit slow going for a tournament setting, but it was quite fun to play again. Yeah, it was
0: a really interesting idea. So again, there was a, a theme to uh, to his list. He took uh, bad juju, uh, the swamp fiend. Um, and he took the the upgrade that meant that uh, instead of being killed, Bad Juju is buried and then comes back when another Swamp Fiend dies. Uh, so to back that up, uh, he took three woldgeists, Which are really, really good at, as you say, area denial. Uh, they create their own terrain and then get a four inch engagement range. Um, and they ran at me really, really early on and kind of pinned me right at the back of the... Uh, the scoring area um and i got into a weird situation where i couldn't kill bad ju. Uh, so i killed bad juju and he was out the game but if i killed any of the world geists he came back so and he's yeah. he's quite nasty
1: yeah i think i think i did the same um but i spent the rest of the game pushing things away being like no 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 go, yeah. go, which worked but it was it was a nice themed list um he came up with before he realised the rules and was like, Oh, everything fits.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs>
1: and and then was quite effective. So fair play to him.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um so we, we played a few games, we, we sort of played around with uh different uh different bits and pieces. Um there are all sorts of uh of good ideas. Did you, you tried something else as well, didn't you, Joe? Not against me, but you did try a different list. Um or did you? Did you not? I, I did, but I can't remember what I ran. <laughs> no, I've, I've oh, not got a clue. We can, uh, we can... Are there any ideas that you've had for other henchmen lists since, uh, since we had our lovely evening? It was really nice to have that evening, actually, just as an aside, because we got to play everyone that was there. Quite often yes. we'll get together for an evening of Malifaux and maybe get one or two games in maximum, whereas this time we were able to play... You know, took twice that. Um not every game stuck to that half an hour. We did have some that were sort of looking at an hour. Um mm-hmm. but that's relaxed play, isn't it? Where you're talking and you're chatting. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe thinking about what you're doing more than you than you would if you're on a time limit. Um but yeah, have you had any any thoughts?
1: Um, not really. I've not um considered Malifaux for a bit. I've been uh, focusing on other things, but I have been having a look at some other lists that some other people suggest.
0: Cool. Uh, What? What did any of those catch your eye then? Um,
1: one of the Arcanist ones is kind of mean.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, which is Joss. (laughs) Obviously,
0: I thought it might have Joss.
1: Yep. Two metal Garmin. Yep. And Howard. Uh. Yeah,
0: uh, no upgrades, but mean. That's really, that. that's, that's a brute. I mean, the Metal Garmin are just really there to make up points, but that, that combo of Joss and Howard could be pretty mean. It's standard Arcanist nastiness, isn't it? Yeah. Um,
1: There's one that looks interesting, but obviously I don't play, so I'm not 100% sure, which is a Neverborn list. Yep. Yeah. Which ha- runs The Hungry in Darkness. Oh, yeah. Terra Top, Primordial Magic,
0: and Nakima. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it seems to be doing the same kind of thing.
0: Yeah, so they're they're kind of lists where you've taken your henchmen and another nasty model, and then a couple people to make up the numbers that aren't yeah. super good, but really doesn't matter. They can score objectives or the objective or um, hold things up or whatnot. But they're not really the, the key. Um, <laughs> one th- what, I, what I found that looked quite, uh, quite interesting was Candy with Fears Given Form. Iggy, an Illuminated, and Mr. Tannen with Depression. Because you're going to be fighting over that middle of the board and you're very close to the enemy straight away, you've got lots of models there that um, are manipulative, So hard to to target. And you've got lots of models there that can manipulate turn order and when your opponent has to activate. And then Candy punishes that with her uh, sweets and sours uh, ability, uh, which does damage and hands out various things, depending on if it's the first model or the last model that your opponent activates. Uh, And that looked quite nice um, as an idea. I just found that... um, just someone chatting about that on Reddit and said they found it so so nasty uh, that they stopped using it because it pissed everyone off. See, I found someone that said
1: got something a bit similar, yeah. it, but in uh, Outcast. Okay, Rusty Alice with Survivalist.
0: Yeah,
1: Librarian.
0: Oh, I love the Librarian. Oh. Uh Johan. Okay, yeah,
1: and a Ronin. So their reasoning for this. You've got three models with hard to kill. Ooh, yep. Two with healing. Yep. So, and Alice has got armor as well, so she's fairly tough. Yep. All of them have a discarded card for an extra attack.
0: Yeah, cool. Which, as you've only got four models, you're not maybe keeping as many cards back.
1: So that makes that kind of good. Um,
0: Or you're not burning through your hand as much, so... Yeah, you'll yeah. probably have spare then, cards kicking about.
1: So you've got the the Ronin that can ignore armor. Yeah. Alice and Johan can get a plus on damage, and Librarian ignores incorporeal, so you can get around at quite a lot of things that way. Yeah,
0: that's a good that's a good thought. And
1: Alice prevents charging. Yeah. The Librarian removes enemy suits. Yeah. And Johan can remove conditions.
0: Oh, that's absolutely brutal. Where did you find this? I think we should give a shout out to whoever's uh, come up this with this This is it. just
1: on the weird forums. Okay. Um in the Henchman hardcore crew discussion and tactica. Cool. Uh by... K A D E T O N. Cool.
0: But well, well done um, cuz that sounds really 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 horrible. Amazing. Yeah, I might I might have a go at that. Because I've got all of those models. Uh, I, I was kind
1: of hoping you didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I don't have Johan. I have Johanna. Um, right, that's, that doesn't in, count. Yeah, I ordered in the sale. <laughs> and it counts as Johan in every way. In every way. That's it says fine. so on the thing. <laughs> uh,
1: you will run that against the... Um...
0: The ridiculous Oxfordian the mages of Doom. Yeah. Let's see how that goes. With a forest in the middle of the board? so they can't shoot me mm, we'll see cool i'm gonna take that as a yes yeah. okay <laughs> so yeah i think one of the fun things about this as well is it was for me a way of dusting off models that um i don't normally use
1: yeah especially when you're not
0: committing to hours of using them yeah yeah Sometimes you get something or something you've not used and you're like, well, I could use it, but it's going to take me three hours to play this game. I kind of want the best chance of winning. Uh, Whereas, yeah, if you're playing something small and quick, you can throw a list together really, really quickly and just give it a try. And you might try something weird. You might try an odd combination, a slightly janky convergence of abilities, or just try some of those models that you... Like, like me, I've got lots of models I've bought because I like the look of them, but I don't play with them much.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's always nice to actually get to use everything you've bought. Yes, yeah. Um, and, yeah, like you said, small games, quick, brutal fun doesn't necessarily give you an insight into how great they'd be on a larger game because of the close quarters aspects of it. Yeah, but If you can engineer that situation, then you've still got the same kind of thing going on. Yeah.
0: Um, b- b- barring movement shenanigans like Joe managed to engineer, generally it's, it's a melee crew-focused uh, activity because you're going to be sort of charging at each other and meeting in the middle. Or if you've got sort of a gun line, you're going to be sort of getting a turn of shooting. And then yeah. it becomes melee, so they're not as sort of as fe- as effective in that way. Um, but there's definitely um, it's definitely fun to be had. I really enjoyed it. I don't know about you, but I had a I had a great time playing that uh, that particular evening.
1: Yeah, I'd like to play um, a fair bit more of it. I think just just because we can get multiple games in and it's quite good. Yeah, and
0: a good way, as as I said, of testing out various things because. Um, You know, you can you can chuck pretty much anything in there and just see how it does. Get an idea, even even if you're learning a new a new box using the henchmen and the um, the minions from that box in isolation just to get an idea of how they work, how they're working and what they're doing. It can be useful for that as well. Mm. Would you recommend it for people that are trying to to teach Malifaux to spread the joy of Malifaux to uh, to their gaming groups?
1: Yeah, well, I, th- I think it works really nicely as a, a very quick, easy way to introduce people to games without it feeling like you're playing a horribly cut-down version, like GW style. Yeah,
0: yeah. Because quite, um, quite,
1: you're not missing rules out or anything like that.
0: Yeah, quite often with with sort of starter games or condensed version of games, that you're not learning the whole game. And I know that winds you up, Joe. You've talked about that before, where you prefer... To play with all the rules in place straight away so that you're getting that kind of that full grasp.
1: I mean, I love what the Malifaux starter set does. Yeah. Because it builds you up. Mm. Um and adds a few rules at a time. I think it's slightly slow paced in certain areas, but I don't think it's a bad idea. Yeah. And the beauty of the starter set is something that we discussed earlier, is that that actually has essentially henchman hardcore crews in it. Yeah. Um, Which I think is a brilliant idea from Weird, whether or not that was
0: uh, designed that way or not. Yeah, both of them contain 19 points of models with upgrades, and then you could chuck on another faction-based upgrade or similar in there uh, for a point and get yourself to the 20.
1: Yeah, so that's
0: perfect.
1: And they're quite nice little thematic ones. So if you've just... You know, falling in love with the crazy doctors after uh, playing through the scenario missions in the starter set, then
0: cool, take that with you. Yeah, you could probably you could turn up to a game night or similar without having to get any more stuff or start to learn the more complicated aspects of the game with masters and things that go, Does anyone want to game a henchman hardcore? I've got my two crews. Yeah. Which would be really, really nice, actually. It's a nice way of uh, bridging. Uh, that gap so yeah we hadn't realized that's what they'd done um no but that's that's genius so yeah well done well done to them because i think that's a, a nice way of especially if you're you're on a budget you've got your your eight starter models but then what do you do well bring in the full rules play some henchman hardcore maybe go find some other people to uh to play um looking well, if you're oh, introducing it to a group with Hedgeman hardcore being
1: able to um say cool well we only need to build up to this level
0: yes yeah
1: so a single box uh, a crew box, or even a few individual boxes if you don't want to build a specific crew for it yeah works really nicely to then expand into bigger games later as well
0: yeah uh, because one of the things one of the things we did talk about actually was when you start with with Malifaux, for, for us the biggest thing that caused us headaches wasn't the mechanics of the game as such but it was the the strategies and the schemes hmm. Because they're quite complex and you've got multiple choices to make and quite that you make at the beginning of the game. And quite often when you're new, you're being asked to make choices that you don't really understand the repercussions of. Yeah, no, I'd, I would agree with that. So this narrows it down nicely to, cool, we're introducing Assassinate and Turf War. Learn how they work and get your head around the idea of you're looking to score... Two separate things, and stop your opponent from scoring those things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's a, a really nice, uh, a nice step potentially for for new people, and also maybe a way of you know reinvigorating your your malaphone nights if you want to to squeeze a bit more into uh, into your time. So what are we going to say, Joe? Are we going to give this a critical hit or a critical miss?
1: I would say Hedges Hardcore is definitely a critical hit. It's very very good as well for all the reasons we've just said to yeah, be honest it's, um, it's not
0: going to form the backbone of your malifaux hobby it's not going to replace your normal games forever
1: no but it's a very very good distraction and a way of breathing a bit of new life into it
0: yes definitely so we are agreed i agree with you totally um i'm uh i wasn't 100 sold on it actually i have to admit um what mean before we played yeah because because we were doing it to help introduce a a friend and it was kind of it felt a little bit like taking a step back but actually it was a fun step back because it sort of step back but a change of perspective um and it it felt it felt sort of fresh and lively and, and fast which i uh which i really really liked
1: yeah you don't get a lot of that in um in wargaming nowadays, no, no, war everything gaming, is pushing to be bigger.
0: Yeah, bigger, more. You, I think that that. Do you think that's down to companies wanting to sell more models?
1: Oh, I, th- I think it's completely um, sort of corporate-driven,
0: as it were. Yeah. Because so I remember working for Games Workshop in the when the Apocalypse idea came out, which was oh, put all your models on the table, and here's some giant tanks, and it doesn't matter what you got, use everything, and buy loads of stuff. Um, and that was quite clearly, and it was admitted uh, by the, those the powers that be that it was there to sell more models. Yeah. So, you know, I, I can't begrudge a company. Companies want to make profit. They want to survive and pay their staff. That's fine. Um, but it's nice to have something that's maybe a little bit faster, a little bit quicker than. It was almost like playing. Um. More like playing, almost more like playing a sort of quick pick-up board game than uh, than anything else. Because you, again in Malifaux, you pick your crews, don't you, at the start of the te- uh, start of the game. With this, yeah. if you uh, if you go to a tournament, you play the same crew all the way through. And if not, you just you just pick. You don't you don't because there's no you don't need to change anything based on the schemes and strategies because you know what's going on. You know how far away you're going to be from the enemy. Uh, so it's just fairly easy to just go alright oh, crew three three Oxfordian mages and the captain make Brian cry again
1: yay
0: to, to be fair I, I might change that up a little bit can you make it worse I mean I well, put better. put Joss in
1: instead of the captain
0: oh I think I just died a little inside
1: Which gives you a really big rock to
0: sit in the middle while yes. the,
1: the mages shoot round it with all the defensive upgrades as well
0: oh oh
1: no <laughs> On that note, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian scours the internet for something that can beat this. Well, I
0: was thinking maybe of um, Hannah Lazarus and two Fry Frycoysman uh, for all of the blast and knocking out your suits when ha- uh, when Hannah gets close. Yeah, I can I can see that being good. Yeah, could be could be useful. Could be good. Probably not in the same ballpark though
1: i don't know i think i think positioning comes down to yeah
0: there, big play yeah there that. is more skill than just i think it's more list based than maybe normal malifaux but there is there is skill on yeah, how you use these things definitely uh so if you were at home um or on the bus or dead in a car park wherever you may be listening uh to this uh, if you've got any really, really good henchman hardcore lists that you've tried, or even if you've just theorised some, uh, let us know, because uh, I need something really, really good uh, to beat Joe with. Mm-hmm. Preferably Guild Arcanist. Not Arcanists. Oh, Preferably not Arcanist, yeah. essentially. Yeah, prefer- preferably anything but Arcanist. I could probably make quite a lot of that. Uh, Reses I'd struggle for and, and Goblins, but most other things i could make stuff in so yeah if you've got any suggestions for me on how to beat joe's ridiculous airline uh, or you've just got some really good lists that you'd like to share uh then please uh please get in touch you can comment wherever you've found this or you can email us at criticaltwits at gmail.com and we might share some of them uh next time we speak of malifaux in about a month's time yeah or just come throw us lists on the facebook page
1: yes yeah it's a great way for other people to comment on them as well
0: yeah, if you want to put them up for critique, we have a, a Facebook page. If you just search "critical twits" on Facebook, um, it will it will pop up, and you can uh, you can join us. Uh, we occasionally share what I think the youth refer to as dank memes. Is that correct, Joe? You're quite young. How am I? <laughs> <laughs> you're young. You're younger than me. I don't know if, I
1: don't know if having hit thirty counts as quite young anymore.
0: Oh, oh, you're thirty, aren't you? I am. Oh God. Um, so yeah. Um, quick, let's go ask Colin. Yes. Drag him out the bin. So next week on the Old Man Podcast, the best ways to eat soup. <laughs> Straws. <laughs> Young people, what are they about then, eh? And other things. Yes. Uh, cool. So thank you very much uh, for listening. I've been Brian Ennis.
1: And I've been Joe Lewin. Uh,
0: that has been Monthly Malifaux for the month of March 2017. Uh, we'll be back next month with another Malifaux podcast, but we'll be back every week in between with something to do with the world of tabletop gaming from RPG basics, learning how to play and run tabletop role-playing games to our Netrunner coverage or our board talk where we just kind of kick back and have a chat about board games. So if any of that sounds good, um, you can come along, subscribe, and then you'll see it pop up and you'll you'll know and you can listen and it'll be fun honest i'm really good i should have gone into marketing shouldn't i okay thank you very much everyone until next time goodbye goodbye